You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome to the Junkyard Dogcast. Georgia improves to 2-0 after a 33-0 win over Sanford in the home opener in Athens. Uh, you know, plenty to take from this game. Obviously, right off the bat, you, you got to look at uh, the fact that Georgia was able to come in and, and get the job done. You kind of look across college football right now and, well... Some teams had some uh, some some rough outings today. Uh, Alabama sneaks by with a win, uh, you know, in their week two matchup, where you know it looked like uh, Texas kind of had plenty of chances to to win that football game. Some questionable calls by the refs in that one, and you know you kind of look across and see Texas A and M losing to App State, Notre Dame losing to Marshall. Georgia fans have to feel pretty good just about the fact that they did not look at their best today and was still able to, to you know take care of business and move on uh to to week three but some some good things to take from this game i think initially you got to look at the fact that uh you know georgia's defense c- continues to play at a high level sure you can look at the opponent you can look at it being an fcs program this is exactly what georgia's defense should have looked like but still Coming off that week one game uh, where they shut Oregon, you know, out of the end zone, they do the same thing against Sanford. So two games into the season, you can only line up against whoever you're scheduled to play. And and Georgia's young defense looked pretty fast out there, actually, only allowing 128 yards, uh, you know, uh, to the Sanford Bulldogs and and making a lot of plays in the backfield. I, I think you got to be impressed with a lot of these young guys, a lot of the young linebackers as well. There's some talent and there's some speed on this defense. Smile Munden looked inc- very impressive, uh, made a play in the backfield. You look to be kind of all over the field. You're mixing in a lot of young guys in this defense and getting some guys reps. It was good to see Tyke Smith, the transfer from West Virginia, starting to get you know his feet under him a little bit. He looked really impressive out there as well. So I, I think, it, you know, looking across this defense, seeing Dan Jackson out there making plays, seeing Javon Bullard out there making plays, seeing some of these young defensive linemen, especially Michael Williams, getting his first career sack in Georgia's first sack of the season coming from a true freshman. So that, you know, that is very promising for some of these young Bulldogs on this team. But it's not all positive in this game. I'm sure Georgia fans would be the first to, to admit this was a sloppy showing for Georgia offensively in this game. Uh, Stetson Bennett coming off probably the most impressive outing of any quarterback in the country last week, had some throws and some decisions that you know he would like to take back in this game. Left points on the field. You cannot go into SEC play 
and go five for 13 on third down and expect to play through the schedule undefeated. That is not acceptable. Playing against the Sanford team, you should expect to play more efficiently in offense. Some drops out there, some just, you know, some plays where there were concentration issues, both at the line of scrimmage and also on the route running and uh, just focusing, making the catches. A lot of these uh, wide receivers, you know, again, are still young, just like the defense, but you still expect better out of these guys. Uh, but the good news is, is that for Stetson Bennett, uh, for Kirby Smart, they're going to be able to go to that film room next week. And even coming off a 33 to nothing win, uh, I don't think Kirby Smart's going to have a problem getting into his team and telling them this is not up to Georgia's standard. And so if you're a Georgia fan coming out this game feeling disappointed, that Georgia did not break 50 and did not cover, I think you have to remember that at the end of the year, this game will not matter. It will not be discussed. And at the same time, Kirby Smart has all the motivation he needs now to get into his team and tell them, uh, you read too many press clippings and you guys were looking ahead. This is not the way Georgia football should be played. And I think, you know, for South Carolina next week, uh, that game could be pretty pretty rough. Georgia will be prepared for that game. It's a noon kickoff, but at the same time, I think now going into next week of practice, uh, I think Kirby Smart's probably going to lay into him pretty good next week. But still some things to be cleaned up, uh, especially in the inside run game. And that's a, that's an issue that, you know, you're moving in different offensive linemen. You're trying to find the best five out there. Still a work in progress. But you had to like what you saw out of Kendall Milton starting to finally get healthy and show that he can kind of be that guy when they need the tough yards. Uh, he can be a guy that's tough to bring down. So still some positives in here in a game where Georgia did not play their best football, but still played pretty well and well enough to be able to take some things, continue to work on them next week, going into South Carolina, a team that, you know, also reeling, uh, you know, rough game for them as well. Coming off a, a game against Arkansas, now they have to play Georgia. Uh, tough two-game stretch for the Gamecocks. But again, uh, Setson Bennett still hit 300 yards passing in this game. No turnovers for Georgia. Uh, and still almost 500 yards of offense. And, and kept Sanford out of the end zone. Still plenty of positives, but also plenty for Georgia to take away and continue to work on. Heading into week two, I think if, if you start to, to look and see at some guys that are maybe establishing themselves as, as being playmakers on this team, uh, you got to be pretty excited about just the fact that Georgia spreads the ball around, continues to get guys, again, like Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh, still involved in the, in the passing game, led Georgia in receiving for the second week in a row with five catches for 60 wing yards, an impressive player that can play all, you know, line up anywhere out there and be a dangerous offensive weapon. Brock Bowers getting more involved as well. He had three catches for 57 yards. Karis Jackson, Lad McConkey also looking good when they were in there. And then another true freshman, Dylan Bell, his first career touchdown catch. He is a physically impressive pass catcher out there that some people, you look at him, you think, that guy looks like a he's built like a, you know, a tight end out there. He's, he's a lot bigger than, than people think a guy that Georgia recruited have played a little bit of running back in high school and wide receiver, but obviously very physically imp impressive. 6'1", 212 pounds as a true freshman. Uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him, and 
It didn't really, it only showed up as one catch for seven yards in the box score, but I'm sure Dominic Blaylock getting back out there on the field and being able to catch a pass his return after multiple ACL injuries. That's another positive takeaway from this as well. Again, uh, the performance, you're, you're not going to see Georgia giving itself a B plus or maybe even a B in this game, but still some positives for some of the younger players in this game to take moving forward. A lot of much valuable experience for these guys. And I, I think going into South Carolina game, you still got to feel pretty good about where Georgia is overall because the defense came ready to play, and when the offense is hitting on all cylinders, if you have an elite defense, you're going to have a good chance to, to win any football game, and I think Georgia's going to have a, a pretty strong chance of an impressive showing in week three. Will be they, will they be ranked number one uh, next week? That's another thing. With, with Alabama barely scraping by against Texas, could voters be putting this team number one even after a performance that, again, Georgia fans might not be thrilled with, but still uh one of the better performances today in week two and moving on two and oh into sec play we'll talk about this all next week on the junkyard dogcast for this episode i'm kip adams you guys take it easy go braves docuseries on paramount plus why did he kill his family the answer lies across the ocean and a woman named sylvie to the can model where desire leads to deception i ended up spending 12 and 15 thousand dollars a day it was addictive i can't get you out and obsession leads to murder who did this to your family you can't really maintain a fantasy forever control all desire now streaming on paramount plus